Let's go to the well-known story, Book of Acts, chapter 12. Amen. There's a lot about this topic that I, I've asked God about, I've studied about, prayed about. I don't have all the answers. No one does. But we have enough answers to know that God is a faithful God. And God answers prayers. Amen. I'm going to talk to you about God answering prayers today. Isn't it nice when God answers our prayers? Praise the Lord. It's an awesome thing. We use that term loosely. God answered prayer. But how does God answer prayer? Does he speak to us and say, got it, own it? When my boss sends me an email, he expects me to respond with something like, own it, got it. He doesn't like for me to just um, assume that I got it. When my employees send me emails or send me a text or call me on the phone, what a shock, right? People aren't just talking anymore. Amen. Uh, they expect an answer. If I am busy and I just hope that they know that I got their requests, their question, their problem, they get upset after a while if I don't answer an email or answer a text or return a phone call. Does God always answer you with a Got it? Copy that? Own it? Not always. In fact, I'm going to show you, very few times do we hear anything audible or something that says, I got it. But friend, you need to understand today that God hears your prayers. Amen. God hears that thing that you lift up to him. He is attentive. He is watching you. He's listening to you. And you may not always get an active response, but friend, you're going to get an active answer to that prayer. Hallelujah. I thank God that he answers prayers. Acts 12. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Friend, prayer catches the attention of God. Hallelujah. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fast with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up! And the chains fell off his wrist. Hallelujah. Then the angel told him, Get dressed, put on your sandals. And he did. Now, put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. 
So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city, and this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. And Peter finally came to his senses. I pray to God that we come to our senses today and recognize the answered prayers that are happening all around us right now. Amen. I believe that God is answering prayers. We testified in our family how God has answered a prayer, prayers that we've been praying for months, and it seemed like nothing was happening. But my friend, God is working already. Amen. We may not see it, but I'm telling you, God is answering prayers. And I want you to come to your senses like Peter did and realize that God is on your side. You can be seated. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. I love this story. This is a, it's always one of the fascinating stories. And I talked to you last week. I think it was about uh, Balaam and his donkey, right? And the, the fascination where Balaam doesn't freak out when the donkey answers him. He's so mad. He's so irritated. It's like, you silly donkey, why aren't you doing anything? The donkey answers them, and he just keeps on the conversation. Like, wow, fascinating story. Um, this is another one of the favorite stories of mine because it's it's just, it's so human of us, right? Where, uh, here's Peter, he's arrested. Now, this was not an idle threat. Herod just killed James, John's brother, beheaded him, and it thrilled the bloodthirsty crowd, so uh, they arrest Peter. And they said, we're going to kill him too. Just got to wait till after the Passover. So they throw Peter into prison. They have four squads of four soldiers each. And if you count the checkpoints, there's the cell, there's the first guard door, there's the second guard post, and then there's the outer door. I I think there were probably four uh, elites. Soldiers in each of these squads positioned at each of these strategic points. Now in the cell, Peter is chained between two of those while others stood at the door. Peter thinks it's over with. I think Peter thinks it's done with. Amen. You look at me strange. No, I think Peter thinks it's over. The great apostle Peter miracle-working, keys-of-the-kingdom kind of guy, I think he thinks it's over. (sighs) Why else would he just be sleeping through the night? Okay, Maybe he was trusting God, yes. I'll give it to that. Maybe he is. But then again, maybe he's resigned to the fact, well, they just killed James, and, you know, we asked God for protection and deliverance, but, I mean, James was a pretty important guy in the church, and he's decapitated. He's gone. Not next. I don't know. Maybe he had faith and was peaceful. Maybe he had enough faith that all was well with his soul and he just resigned to it. I don't know. But I don't see him praying all night long, do you? He was asleep. The church, however, was praying earnestly. 
for Peter. Hallelujah. And I thank God that even when I am too weak or maybe out of touch and I don't even know how to pray for myself, others can pray for me. Hallelujah. In fact, the very Spirit of God can intercede for me. Amen. Through your prayers, amen. And God can touch my situation. God can touch your situation even when we are not totally engaged in those prayers ourselves. God hears and God answers. The prayers of the church, they were earnest prayers. Those folks were praying round the clock, amen. They weren't asleep. They were at a house. They were behind locked doors, and they were praying for Peter. So here's Peter. He's asleep, chained between two soldiers. One stood guard at the prison gate. Yeah, there are 16 of these elite soldiers assigned to guard him. I think that's on top of the regular prison guards that were there. And suddenly there's a bright light in the cell. Now, these are the days before electricity. These are not uh, LED lights. They'll blind you when they come on, right? This is not a flashlight on the back of your phone that will blind you if someone turns it on. Uh, for there to be a bright light in the cell, odd, because... The, the lanterns or the torches were not all that bright unless you had enough of them. But there's a light that shines in that cell. And it's not from a torch. And it's not from a lantern. It's from God. You talked about that angel shining, Brother Finger. Amen. God's messengers are messengers of light. Amen. They come. Daniel saw a vision. Daniel chapter 10. We may go there in a minute. Amen. But Daniel saw this messenger of God, this angel and it said his face flashed his eyes flashed like lightning, hallelujah friend, I believe it was a bright enough light in that cell I know it was, it woke Peter up except he thought he was asleep ever had that kind of dream where you think you're asleep or awake you think you're, you're in your dream you, you feel like you're awake but you're really asleep that's how Peter felt I'm having a cool dream. I'm seeing an angel of God. Hello. That's an answered prayer standing right in front of you, and you think it's a dream, and you're just going to kind of play along with it. Wake up. Come on. Come to your senses, Peter, and realize that there is an answer to your prayer right in front of you right now. Amen. Praise God. Peter just kind of plays along. Not even playing along very well. Peter, wake up. Smacks him on the side. Come on, man. Come on, wake up. Okay, I'm awake. What's this dream going to do next? Well, um, how about you um, stand up? Quick, get up. And the chains fall off. Of his hands. Meanwhile, the guards are still sound asleep. You think that was a natural sleep? I think it was God's sleep. Amen. Just like God sent his angel into the den of lions to shut up the lion's mouth with Daniel, I believe he caused that sleep to fall over that prison. And only Peter was able to awaken from that sleep because God said, Wake up, man. Come on, wake up. And when he stands up, the chains fall off of his wrists. Wow, this is a cool dream. I'm liking this. 
Oh, God, I wish it were really happening. Can't you just see the angel? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, would you please get dressed? I don't want you wandering through the streets in your underwear. Come on, man, get dressed. Peter, put on your sandals. Kind of like a two-year-old, right? Come on, get dressed, get dressed. Put on your shoes. Now put on your coat. I'm amused because I've done the same thing to God. I didn't believe that God could answer the prayer the way he did. So it has to be my imagination. It has to be just a dream. Surely this isn't really happening to me. My friend, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even can imagine. God is able to work a miracle in your life and to answer your prayer right in your situation. I'll play along with a dream. He gets up, he gets dressed, puts on his shoes, puts on his coach, and the angel says, Come on, man, hurry up. Let's go. Follow me. So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first guard post. They passed the second guard post. Came to the iron gate leading to the city. And that iron gate just opened right up in front of them. Nobody touching it. It's like Hollywood's imagination, right? Where time is frozen and all the guards just kind of and not seeing what's I don't know if they were frozen or they just sound asleep but my friend God led Peter out of the depths of that prison out of his cell out of the chains through a locked door in his cell past the guard post past the second guard post now to the outer gates and they open wide open before him and he steps out into the street and he still thinks it's a dream. My friend, God is answering some prayers here today. Amen. 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 I said God is answering some prayers here today. You have something you've been asking God about. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's not just wild guesses. We all have things that we're praying about. But friend, I know that there's some burdens in your hearts. You've been asking God about it. And it may seem like it will never come true. But God is able to give you a miracle right now. He's able to answer your prayer right now. They passed through the gates, started walking down the street. Then the angel suddenly left him. Did God abandon him? No. Peter, your prayer's been answered. 
My job's done. See ya. And all of a sudden, Peter, standing in the middle of a deserted street, just moments before, he was a condemned man in chains, waiting for dawn to come and his head to be chopped off. And now he's standing in the middle of the street. No bondage. No guards. No one chasing him down. And finally, he comes to his senses. You know, I think Peter probably kicked himself a couple of times. I wish I'd told that angel, thank you. Amen. No, he wouldn't worship the angel because we are told to worship God. Amen. The angel said, don't worship me, worship God. And I wouldn't worship an angel in any circumstance, but I'd sure like to say thank you, messenger. Thank you, ministering spirit. I appreciate you working on my behalf because God sent you to do something for me, to give me an answer, to give me a message, to protect me, to lead me, to open a prison cell. And God can send his angels. And I believe he does send his angels. And in fact, his angels are encamped round about all of us right now. We don't see the angels. These are things hidden to our human eyes. But friend, God's ministering spirits are sent to work on our behalf. Hallelujah. God loves us enough to give us not just his spirit and not just his presence, but he also gives us angels and can't around about us lest we should dash our foot against the stone. Hallelujah. Thank God for what he does for us. Boy, I wish I told that angel thank you. <laughs> Someday in heaven, I think that Peter's going to see that angel. And the angel will say, hey, man, you're still asleep. <laughs> I'm glad you finally woke up. Amen. That was an answered prayer. But did you hear the voice of God in that anywhere? Not once do we hear the voice of God. So when I tell you God answers prayers, but you don't always hear him answer the prayer, doesn't mean that he's not answering. Just open your eyes, come to your senses and realize that it's not always the audible voice of God saying, I got it, got your back, I'm going to answer your prayer. Just know that he hears you when you pray. And friend, he answers our prayers and he sends the answer to us. Praise God. As I was looking at this, I realized that prayer, answered prayers come in different ways. To one, it came as an angel in a prison cell, leading him out through this, these passageways out into the street. For the others, it came as an assistant knock at the door somewhere around maybe midnight, maybe 2 a.m., our prayer meeting, people, go away. No solicitation. No, no, go, 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 go. No sales meeting. Go. Leave us alone. Okay, Rhoda, go. Servant girl, go. Check on that door. Whoever's beating a little time to leave us alone. We are praying. How often do we get so involved in our prayers we don't even realize the answer is literally Standing on the other side of the door. 
Oh, but we're praying. We're praying. Yes, we're praying. But come to your senses and realize when God has answered a prayer, accept the answer to that prayer. Amen. Accept the answer to that prayer. I believe that we can disregard God's answer. I believe we can turn away his answer. We don't have to accept what he sends us. Elijah, I'm hungry. Starving, in fact. Here I am out in the wilderness. I'm hungry, Lord. Well, look up what's up there on the branch. Ooh, a bird with a lump of something in his mouth. Thank you, Lord, but I'll pass. I like some bird. Water burger. Send me Uber Eats, Lord, please. Elisha could have turned away the answer to his prayer. Elisha would have starved in the wilderness that he had. He had to wake up and realize this is not something natural. This is supernatural. This is God reaching out to me. And friend, the birds began to show up over and over and over again. And they had bread and they had meat. And they had bread and they had meat. When the rest of the nation was starving, the prophet had bread and the prophet had meat and he had nothing lacking. He had water from the brook and he had bread and he had meat and it just kept happening. Because God answers prayers. And sometimes the answer is right before us. That can't be real. Birdly food from no, come on, Lord. Let's get real. Let's get real, folks, and realize that God answers in magnificent ways. Rhoda, open that door, see who's there, tell him to go away. Pastor, saints, Peter standing outside the door. Rhoda, why didn't you just answer the door, open the door, and let Peter in? But no, she's so excited, she slams the little uh, communication little door and the, the, the window in the door, she slams it shut and runs back inside. It's Peter! Rhoda, I thought you, yeah, I went to check the door. It's Peter outside! You have got to be kidding. Just go away, Rhoda. I wish they would quit knocking. It's Peter. I'm telling you, it's Peter. Look, Rhoda, if you saw Peter, it's his ghost. That means they killed him in the night instead of waiting till the morning. No, he's not a ghost. It's real. My friend, the answer of God is real. Hallelujah. I said the answer of God is real. And you need to open the door. And you need to accept the answer that God has given you. Until they finally woke up and said, oh, it is Peter. Does Peter continue knocking? And when they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. They were amazed. My friend, you will be amazed when God answers prayers. Shouldn't be amazing because he promised he'd do it. 
but we're always so surprised when he does. For real? Yes, for real. My friend, when he said, ask, and you shall receive, who was he talking to? Somebody else. Talk to his disciples. Talk to Brother Raphael. Talk to Sister Bonnie. Not to me. He's talking to you. He said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto home unto you. Friend, the promise is unto you. It is your promise. It is your answered prayer. Stop being amazed when God answers a prayer. Start believing God sooner. Start believing that God's actually going to answer that prayer. Instead of being shocked about it, give God glory. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Oh, there are some tremendous verses. I don't have time to go through them all. But friend, uh, we just quoted Matthew 7. Ask it shall be given to you. Seek you will find not. It will be opened unto you. Um, John 16, the Lord's Prayer. He says, until now, he told the disciples, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. Hallelujah. I said, ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. Hallelujah. God appeared to Solomon. Gibeon. God said, Ask what you wish me to give you. We all love the stories of the genie and the bottle, right? And people have these crazy memes and threads and ideas about how can we trick the genie to give us more than three wishes? God is not a genie, and he's sure not in the bottle. Amen. God doesn't appear and just say, oh, give me. You got three wishes and then disappear. No. When God shows up and offers you whatever you want to ask, it doesn't happen often. In fact, I think this may be the about the only time this has happened quite like this, at least. Solomon literally could have asked for anything under the sun. And God would give it. He asked well. And because of that, God blessed him. But the principle is, God says, ask whatever you wish me to give you. Job 22 says, you will pray to him. He will, he will say he will. He will hear you and you will pay your vows. Amen. Jeremiah 29, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Notice it doesn't say specifically, I will answer you. It doesn't say you'll hear my voice. It just says he will hear you. I will listen to you. We've got to get past that stage where if we don't hear that audible voice. In fact, how many times have you ever heard the audible voice of God? A lot of people won't believe God because they can't hear an audible voice from God. Blessed are they which have believed 
Never having seen Thomas. Amen. You don't have to have something tangible in front of you. You need to learn to reach out with the ears of the Spirit. Amen. You need to learn to reach out in the Spirit of God and understand that your Father hears everything you ask of Him. Hallelujah. He may not answer with an audible voice, but He's hearing you. He's listening to you. Psalm 91, he will call upon me and I will answer him. Yes, friend, you may not hear an audible voice, but you're going to get an answer from God. Hallelujah. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him. In truth, he's near. He's listening. Psalm 65 says, oh, you who hear prayer to you, all men come. God hears and God answers, even if you don't hear his voice. You're probably not going to hear his voice today, but you'll get your answer if you're asking in his name. Believe me. Asking well, not asking amiss. There's things that constrain our prayers sometimes. But friend, if you believe God, God is going to answer I'm about done, but think about this. Why doesn't God always send an angel to us to answer our prayers? There are many times in the scriptures where God sent an angel to deliver an answer to prayer. But more often than not, he doesn't send an angel. At least not one that we recognize. For many have entertained Angels. They may not look anything like you would ever imagine an angel looking. But God uses many things and many ways to answer their prayers. But there are times where the answer is so significant, so impactful, that he sends actually an angel. And almost without fail, my friend, in scriptures, those who actually see an angel in their angelic form, no, it's not this little baby with a cherub smile, with little wings floating around. Not this stately, beautiful woman with these big wings. It's a presence that causes you terror because of the glory of God that reflects off of that angelic being, amen. They, they fall to their faces like dead people, the scripture says. Over and over, the angels have to say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I come to you from the Lord. Don't be afraid. But when he does send an angel friend, and he can, and he will send angels if he chooses. I don't know all the criteria that says today I'll send an angel, whereas most of the time it's just, I'll answer the prayers. And it will come in many different forms, not necessarily in the form of an angel delivering the answer. Understand this. We don't understand some things. We do have faith in this, that the answer is guaranteed. John wrote in his epistles, his letters to the church. He said that if we ask anything of him, we know that he hears us. 
And he follows that up with a tremendous statement. He said, if we know that he hears us, then we also know that we already have what we ask for. Because God doesn't ignore your prayers. He hears and he answers. Daniel 10, read that chapter. It's fascinating. You know the story. Daniel was waiting for an answer to pray. He saw a vision. He needed an answer. He prayed. How many days did he pray? How many days? 21 days. 21 days. Three weeks he prayed. That's a long time. Have you waited longer than that for an answer to prayer? Yeah, I have. Amen. I'll tell you what. Three weeks can seem like an eternity when you're needing an answer from God. Daniel said, I fasted. I didn't eat anything fancy. I nibbled at some stuff. It was just, I, I didn't have appetite. I didn't put on any fancy, good-smelling lotions. I hope you bathed. I'm not sure. Amen. He was miserable. He was distraught. He prayed and he expected an answer and he didn't get it. Wait, Daniel, you did get the answer immediately when you prayed. You got an answer. Then why am I still here? Because the devil didn't want you to receive the answer. And the devil sent a prince of the angelic demonic forces to intercept the messenger. The angel spoke to Daniel and said, I was immediately dispatched with this answer from you. But the prince of the demons of Persia intercepted me and fought against me and I couldn't overcome that devil. I couldn't overcome that enemy. And friends, sometimes we can't overcome those things that are against us. But the, the angel didn't give up. Hallelujah. The angel said, I call for reinforcements. I call for the archangel Michael. And our Michael came and started fighting with me. Hallelujah. And friend, we broke through. Heck, he said, I left Michael there still fighting with him, the devil. Amen. I don't know how long Michael fought with the prince of Persia, but there was enough power of God in that answered prayer that the other angel finally broke through and said, now I'm coming to you, Daniel. Hallelujah. I want you to get on your feet, Daniel. I want you to get on your feet. Amen. Come on. He's told Daniel, get on your feet. Hallelujah. Daniel was on his face, flat on his face. And the hand of the angel grabbed him and picked him up until he was on his hands and feet, or hands and knees. And then the angel said, get up. Stand up, Daniel. I'm not going to do all the work here. Come on, stand up. And when Daniel stood up, the angel started telling him the story. He said, Daniel, you are greatly Beloved. Amen. Daniel, you are greatly Amen. beloved. Amen. 
I want you to know, friend, you're not just God's acquaintance. You're not just somebody that occasionally feels the presence of God. If you're a child of God, I want you to know that you are greatly beloved of God. Hallelujah. Not just a friend, not just affection. You are greatly loved by God. And he loves you so much. He dispatched me to come to you. Remember the very first moment, your prayer was immediately answered. That's why I'll fox the devil. He distracted me. He blocked me. But we broke through. And friend, I want you to know there's enough power of God in this house right now to give you the breakthrough that you're needing. Amen. Are you hearing me? You need a breakthrough. God's going to help you have that breakthrough. Hallelujah. The answer is going to come. One way or another, the answer's going to come. The devil can't block you forever. He can slow you down. He can make your life miserable for a while. But I'm telling you, the devil cannot stop the answer of God. God will answer your prayers. You may not ever hear his voice. You may never see his face until we're with him in heaven. But my friend, John said it, I quoted, I referenced this. He says, this is the confidence of which we have before him. This is 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, verse 15. This is the confidence we have before him that if we ask anything, say anything. If we ask anything according to his will, don't go praying for that quick pick lottery to win. But if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We may not hear him. Daniel didn't hear God. Three weeks, he thought God was ignoring him. And it afflicted him. And he fasted. And he didn't do much bathing. And he was grieved. God's just said, this, come on, man, hang in there. The answer's the answers on the way. I heard you have confidence in God that He hears your prayers. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know. Say we know. We know. We don't posit. We don't theorize. We don't suppose. We. No, say it again. We know. We know that we have the requests which we have made of him. Not to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. For it is the power of the Holy Ghost that gives us the confidence that we are children of God. And he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that we can even, we, we think it's tough. We think our problems are big problems, friend. Our problems are small problems to God because God's much bigger than any problem that we have. Amen. But we hesitate to ask. 
because we think it's too big a deal. We think the problem's too big. God can't unravel my family situation. God can't help me with my job situation. God can't help me with my finances. It's too far gone. God can't help me with my health. God can't help me with whatever. But we, we ask just a little bit, God, please. Oh, come on, come on. Your problem is tiny compared to the bigness of my God. Amen. I said, your problem is tiny compared to the bigness of my God. Oh, yeah. Heaven of heavens cannot contain him. So if you have a problem, if you have a need, if you have a request, ask him. Ask him. Well, I prayed and I didn't hear anything back. You probably won't. But you're going to get the answer. Amen. Know that he hears you. Know that he received your request. Sometimes I've had to turn return receipts on emails. Ever done that? Just to see if somebody was reading my email. <laughs> because they never responded. So I turn on this little feature in email that says return receipt requested. It'll pop up unless they said automatic or deny, it'll pop up a little box when they get that email that says, Kyle makes an ask that you acknowledge receipt of this email. And I have often wished that I had a return receipt from God, saying, I got it. Yep, got it. We don't have it, but you know what we do have? We have confidence in our soul. Hallelujah. I said we have confidence in our soul. That God hears our prayers. And if he hears it, he's got it. Hallelujah. He's it. I'm thanking God for answering prayers to me. This message is more than just my testimony and thanking God. You have something I've been asking God for. He does an answer to you. I don't know what that answer is. I don't even know what your request is most likely. But you know what? I serve a God who does know. I said I serve a God who does know. He knows your heart. He knows your situation. As you encounter the hairs of your head, he is not about you. Whatever you ask of him, you need to have confidence and faith to me that the answer Maybe an angel will show up. May not recognize an angel, but an angel might come. Maybe a bright light will shine in the cell, and you'll say, Wow, this is cool. Look at his chains fall out. It's not a dream if he does, my friend. Walk in the glory of God. If you feel chains falling off of you, claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not a dream, it's reality. Maybe your prayer is not in the door. You didn't think it could be an answer to prayer, so you've been ignoring it, friend. Open the door. Amen. I said, by faith, open the door today in Jesus' name. However, the answer is coming to you. Accept it in Jesus' name. Because my God answers your prayers. Thank you, Jesus.